Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Ticks. My name is Jake, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast, where we will be looking at NBA trades, and specifically one NBA trade for every team that I think could happen and should happen. These are my opinions. I don't know if any of them will actually come true, but they are trades that have some sort of um, some sort of uh, prominence um, because uh, they make sense or they fit. Certain players would uh, work better with other teams. And so I'm going to give you one for each team and go from there. So the first trade comes, we're going to go alphabetically, Atlanta. So Atlanta is going to acquire Nikola Jovic, Duncan Robinson, and a future first-round pick for John Collins. Now, this is a deal that I think could be very beneficial for the Hawks for a couple of reasons. And if you look at Atlanta and their team specifically, I think John Collins doesn't really fit too well just because they have Hunter and Jalen Johnson. And I think Duncan Robinson doesn't really fit his team. Maybe a change in scenery could help. He's a decent shooter off the bench. And I think, you know, he hasn't played well with Miami, but could do something with Atlanta. But it's more about getting Jovic, who was a first-round pick this year, as well as getting a future first from Miami. And Miami rounds out their starting unit, adding a power forward who can play alongside Bam Adebayo with Butler and Tyler Hero and um, Kyle Lowry. So I like that more on the side of Miami, but I do also like it for Atlanta because they get rid of someone who doesn't really fit what they're trying to do, but fits better with... um, what's uh going on uh in atlanta um and so we're gonna move on from there boston celtics wancho hernan gomez um was on the celtics but this trade is going to include willie hernan gomez for two second round picks so this is a pretty easy trade for the celtics because they just slide him into their trade exception and two seconds go out this is more of a take on a center because they need a backup center and yeah, I think because there's already Jackson Hayes, there's already Valanchunas, it doesn't seem like there's a need for Hernan Gomez, whereas the Celtics do have a need for a backup center, and it would fit right into their roster. And again, he wouldn't be a big-time player, but for what they need, he's a good option, especially if Rob Williams gets hurt. Now Horford's taking some breaks, you know, he fits kind of nicely. Next is the Brooklyn Nets, and while I do... I think there are trades out there they could do involving Kyrie, um, involving uh, other stuff coming their way. This is an interesting one, and here it goes. Brooklyn gets Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward. Charlotte gets Westbrook and two firsts, and the Lakers get Kyrie. So if you're looking at this from Brooklyn's angle, you might think, well, they'd probably rather have Westbrook and two firsts, but... Rozier is a very good point guard and could be at times more dynamic as a player. And I think Gordon Hayward slides into that, you know, shooting guard, small forward role, you know, kind of very nicely. So you get two for one. And Kyrie, if he's not going to stick around, it's pretty good value. Um, I'm not really complaining about it. So it's a good deal for for them. And I think it's a good deal for the Lakers who probably want, um, want the... Uh, Kyrie Irving part of this to work and for um, Charlotte getting two first round picks for the salary relief is probably a lot better because um, then they can fill their roster potentially with someone who fits a little bit better alongside Ball um, as a 
shooting guard and give also Booknight more minutes to actually like play. So I like that more in the grand scheme of things than anything else. Moving on to the Charlotte Hornets, who will be making a small trade, which will be um, Plumlee going to the Lakers along with the second round pick for Talon Horton Tucker. And this is more of a opening up the floor for the young guys to play the center position. They have, um, you know, a few guys who uh, can fill that center spot, including Mark Williams, who was their draft pick this year. Plumlee is a good veteran, which fits better with the Lakers. Talon Horton Tucker is a young wing. Um, I don't know if they really have a huge need for Talon Horton Tucker, but he's a better, probably, overall player for their team uh, than um, I could ever see uh, Plumlee being, just because, again, they have Kai Jones, um, and they also have Mark Williams, who can play the center. Um, so he's uh, not needed. Next on the board is the Chicago Bulls, and this one is an interesting move, in my opinion. So this is uh, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, and a future first-round pick from Portland in exchange for Anthony Davis. Now, I don't know if exactly the Lakers would do this, but I think the thought process here is, number one, DeRozan's from California. He's from that area. He played in um, the Drew League with LeBron. You know, he is a very dynamic player. And Vucevic is a very good, strong, you know, stretch big. He can play that center position. And between LeBron and DeRozan and Vucevic, I think there's a case to be made that they bring in Kyrie Irving, trade away Westbrook. That's a pretty good starting group. So getting rid of Anthony Davis kind of hurts a little bit, but, you know, the draft pick could be worth something. And also, Anthony Davis gets to go to Chicago, where he gets to be potentially that big man that they're looking for but more importantly he is a star among stars and a little bit younger than both of these guys uh, slightly so uh, I think with Levine and Lonzo Ball and now AD they'd be a pretty good team so I like that a lot next on the board is the Cavaliers who will be trading Seti Oseman and Colin Sexton for Michael Porter Jr. and the thought process here is the Cavaliers can move one of their young wings, um, or they could just have Carius uh, Levert play the shooting guard, and that's a better fit. And then Michael Porter Jr. can be your starting small forward next to um, him. They do have a few other guys, um, but uh, I think Porter Jr. can get those minutes. Um, and also, if he does get hurt, they got guys who can fill in. I think this is a pretty good deal for uh, Denver, who gets out of the, you know, and Mike Porter Jr. deal and brings in Sexton who can be the point guard shooting guard next to Jamal Murray and I think Oseman can be a nice bench piece uh, hasn't really gotten what the Cavs look for so I like this a lot for um, the Cavs and I like this for Denver wouldn't be surprised if it happens but you know they should consider moving Michael Porter Jr. and the Cavs would probably take a chance Dallas Mavericks are up next, and this is a trade which the Dallas Mavericks will receive Westbrook and uh, Ebden Sumner, um, and he's from Brooklyn. Lakers receive Kyrie Irving, and Brooklyn receives a first-round pick from Dallas, Davis Burton-Towns, Talon Horton-Tucker, uh, Josh Green, and a first-round pick from the Lakers. So this is basically a way the Lakers can get one first-round pick traded and not two, so... The theory here is they trade away one pick, 
Um, they get Kyrie. Brooklyn takes on a few contracts, and they get two first-round picks out of that, plus uh, they get uh, Josh Green. And Dallas takes on Westbrook just to clear up the cap space. And between the two first-round picks, I think you can make the case that, you know, it's worth it for Brooklyn. And they get uh, Bertans, who's a good shooter, granted not the greatest player, but hey, he could uh, do something hopefully in Brooklyn. And uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. can be your starting shooting guard small forward, depending on where you put Ben Simmons. He'll be your point guard. So I think that's a pretty good situation for that. Next trade on the board comes with the Denver Nuggets, who will be um, trading for Doug McDermott, Josh Richardson, and a Charlotte first-round pick, and the Spurs will be getting Michael Porter Jr. Now, this is very similar to the Cavs deal in a sense that um, in this one, they're getting rid of Michael Porter Jr., but they're getting cheaper contracts long-term because Richardson's a one-year deal. I think for what uh, we're seeing from Denver, that's a better trade for them, um, keeping, um, you know, the draft pick and the, you know, wings in uh, Richardson and McDermott and getting rid of Michael Porter Jr. Spurs take a chance on Michael Porter Jr. He is an expensive contract, but they didn't spend a lot of their money, so it's a pretty good one. And they have extra draft picks, so not too bad. Next trade on the board is Detroit Pistons, which is similar in a sense to the Lakers. Uh, Charlotte deal for Plumlee. It's just swapping uh, Plumlee out and putting Kelly Olynyk. So Kelly Olynyk for Talon Horton Tucker is the deal. And it's a pretty easy straight swap because Detroit basically gets rid of a center they have no use for. They got Nerlens Noel. They got Isaiah Stewart. They got Jalen Duran. No need for um, Kelly O. And then Talon Horton Tucker just goes to Detroit. And he's younger and maybe he can get some minutes. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be super uh, important to their team, but... In a second unit, I don't see any issues there, and he did average 10 points a game, so he can at least do something. Next on the board was the Golden State Warriors, and I honestly didn't really have any clue as to what to do for Golden State, because I don't really think there's anything they need to do. I did this trade mainly because I just think it could be a good possibility. So for Golden State, we got Isaiah Stewart going for Patrick Baldwin, and a second round pick. Now Patrick Baldwin was drafted this year. This is basically an insurance policy for James Weissman if he gets hurt. And I honestly with uh, Kaminga, do they really need Patrick Baldwin? I think, you know, Isaiah Stewart is a little smaller so you could probably put him at the four if you need to. Um, I think between Kayvon Looney, James Weissman, and Isaiah Stewart, I guess that could work. Um, but at the end of the day, it was really hard to find a trade for Golden State because A, they don't have a lot of like cheap contracts, and B, there's no one really they can or want to trade. So this was the best I could come up with or one of the trades I could come up with. Again, I don't know if it'll happen, but it could. Next up is Houston Rockets trading for a few players. So Houston is going to receive Talon Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson and Kendrick Nunn in two future second-round picks for Trey Burke and Eric Gordon. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, okay, why would they make this trade? But I'll give you my answer. They get, first and foremost, some expiring deals with Kendrick Nunn and Stanley Johnson. They take on Talon Horton Tucker, who's a good young wing, and trade away Eric Gordon and Trey Burke, who don't fit their system. Plus, they get two second-round picks. Could they get a first for Gordon? Maybe, but I think eventually teams are going to say no, 
So they're going to have to settle for the best available, which will be a couple of second round picks. And this is the deal we have in front of us. Next on the board is the Indiana Pacers, who will be trading Miles Turner and Buddy Heald to the Los Angeles Lakers for Westbrook and two first round picks. Now, this is a deal that was rumored. It didn't actually happen yet because the Lakers only wanted one first round pick in the deal. It's going to be two first round picks because that's the ideal trade and it's going to be an amazing one for the Lakers, so they should take it. So that is uh, the Pacers trade right there. Then we have the Los Angeles Clippers who are up next, who will be basically trading for Miles Turner and trading away a second round pick, Marcus Morris and Terrence Mann. Now, you could argue maybe Turner's worth a first, which I kind of think he might be, but Terrence Mann is a great young wing, and I think Marcus Morris is more of a throw-in, but... They have so many centers, Morris can play the power forward on the bench. And Terrence Mann is a great potential wing. So I like that, and they get a second-round pick. Um, Clippers get a starting center. Um, you could throw in Zubac, but I just don't see the need because they have so many centers already. Next trade is with the Lakers in Utah, in which the Lakers receive Patrick Beverly, and Utah receives Talon Horton Tucker and two future second-round picks. So this is basically Utah capitalizing off of Beverly. There's no real use for Beverly on their team. And, um, yeah, they get something that's more valuable because he's a one-year contract. Lakers get a guy who can be a point guard, and in any situation they can trade away Westbrook without having to get a point guard back because of Patrick Beverly being that guy. Next up is the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Memphis Grizzlies are going to receive Mitchell, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Utah is going to receive Talon Horton Tucker, Danny Green, Brandon Clark, and five future Memphis first-round picks, and one Lakers future first-round pick. And then the Lakers are going to receive Dylan Brooks. So you might be thinking, maybe the Lakers have to add more to this, and if you need to add a few seconds to make it work, you can. But the Grizzlies get... John Morant's backcourt mate in Donovan Mitchell, in this case. Um, the Utah Jazz get some cap relief, plus they get Brandon Clark, who is a young player, plus a ton of first-round picks. And the Lakers get a starting small forward shooting guard combo who fits their team better. And I think with Desmond Bain and with Zaire Williams, you have no use for a guy in Brooks when Desmond Bain can get you the same amount of points and Donovan Mitchell is a better player. So... The Grizzlies should be in on the Mitchell deal. Um, I think it's a pretty good trade, and I think it's not too bad overall. Next up is the Miami situation. So Miami is going to be trading for Torrey Craig and Dario Saric and trading away Duncan Robinson in a future uh, second-round pick. And this is more looking at the bench pieces. They already have Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson. They have no use for Saric in Phoenix. I think having Robinson off the bench is a lot better. Plus, they get a second-round pick. I think Miami can shed the Sarge contract, and Torrey Craig could be a contract they shave away or they keep long-term. Um, they get better players for their team because I think Sarge is pretty solid as a wing um, forward, power forward, small forward guy when he's healthy. So I like that. Next is the Milwaukee Bucks and Cleveland trade here. So it's Milwaukee. Um, and this one's interesting. So Milwaukee is going to sign and trade for Colin Sexton. Cleveland is going to trade for Grayson Allen in a first round pick in 2029 from Minnesota. So this is about as 
early of a pick as they can trade because they've traded so many away beforehand. So getting in Colin Sexton, he can play alongside Drew Holiday, and I think this is a pretty solid um, trade on Milwaukee's end. And I think getting a first for a guy who's still a free agent and just taking on a decent shooter in Grayson Allen is not a bad move. I think they could easily get behind this if that draft pick turns out to be a lot better in the future. And if Milwaukee, all they care about is just winning, um, then Colin Sexton's going to help them a lot more than Grayson Allen, in my opinion. So that's not a bad trade. Minnesota is up next, and the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves are going to trade for Mo Wagner. They are going to trade Nas Reed to the Celtics, and Orlando is going to get two second-round picks from the Celtics in this trade. So Celtics get a backup center. Minnesota probably gets a better backup center for them, and Orlando gets some Celtics second-round picks, which opens up uh, a roster spot for them. You can also add a um, second-round pick from Boston going to um, the Minnesota Timberwolves if you need to get that to make the deal happen. But I think it's fine how it is. I don't see too many issues here. Um, and I think Wagner fits a lot better um, with Minnesota. Not too bad. New Orleans Pelicans, Mike Conley for Larry Nance Jr., uh, Devontae Graham, and a future first-round pick from Milwaukee. So this is basically capitalizing on Mike Conley. You get the cap relief in Nance being an unrestricted guy next year. Uh, Devontae Graham's not too bad of a player, and he can be your point guard. And then you get a first-round pick, which is, I think, a lot better for them. Next up is the New York Knicks, and the New York Knicks will be receiving Donovan Mitchell, and the Utah Jazz will be receiving Cam Reddish, uh, Miles McBride, and six first-round picks from New York. So... In this deal, New York basically gets rid of a bunch of draft picks, which I think they want to hold on to some, but I think they'd rather hold on to their players, and they get to keep quickly and Obi Toppin in this deal and only trade away guys like Reddish and McBride for Donovan Mitchell. Um, they'd have to add in also Evan Fournier for salary matching, so it would be Reddish, McBride, and Evan Fournier plus the six first-round picks. Not too bad. Next up is OKC, who is going to acquire... Colin Sexton in Cleveland is going to acquire uh, Kenrick Williams and a first round pick. So this is a deal very similar to what Milwaukee is offering with Grayson Allen and a first round pick. Um, but uh, maybe the pick is a little bit better from OKC and maybe they like Kendrick Williams a little bit better. I think OKC can use Sexton as their starting point guard and have Sexton and Shai Gillis Alexander and Lou Dort and Gidley and um, Chet Holgram in their starting group um, or take Lou Dort and put him on the bench. Um, but Sexton can be a point guard and he's a good player. Next up is the Orlando Magic and Orlando is going to make a trade with the Dallas Mavericks. So the deal is pretty straightforward. It's going to be Terrence Ross going to Dallas, and Tim Hardaway Jr., and two second-round picks going to Orlando. So this is a salary dump. With the players that they have, Reggie Bullock, etc., they have no use for uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. He is more of a salary dump, and Terrence Ross is a one-year contract. And I think Terrence Ross is a shade below 
um, Tim Hardaway Jr., but I just think overall it's a better trade for, you know, Orlando and Dallas. Orlando gets draft picks, and they're not competing, so it's a lot better. Next up is the Philadelphia 76ers, and the 76ers are going to be adding in David Nwaba and Kenyon Martin Jr. for Matthijs Diebold and Furkan Korkmaz. So this is a small deal. Again, like Golden State, I don't see Philly making any moves, but if they did, this is a pretty solid one, and it's not 100% the worst deal in the world. So not too bad. Next up is the Phoenix Suns, who will be trading for Eric Gordon in exchange for Dario Sarge, Torrey Craig, and two future second-round picks. So this is Phoenix adding in a great bench shooter who is a veteran who can help their team, and this is Houston getting cap relief in the future and some second-round picks. So I like this deal. It's a pretty good move. Not too bad. Next up is Portland Trailblazers, who will be trading for Cam Reddish in exchange for Justice Winslow and two second-round picks. So this is more New York is getting second-round picks and Portland's getting the better player. I think Cam Reddish could really greatly um, improve his game being in Portland alongside Damian Lillard, whereas to me it just doesn't seem like Winslow is the greatest player. He can be a bench piece in New York or he could get traded somewhere else in a three-team deal in this case. Like I could see him go to Boston and maybe Boston gives up some seconds and then it's Cam Reddish to Portland and uh, the Knicks get the second round picks, and maybe that could happen. So it's not out of the realm of possibilities that other teams could get involved, but Winslow, two seconds for Cam Reddish is a great deal in my opinion. Moving on to our next team on the board, the Sacramento Kings. So this is an interesting move, but I'm going to throw it out there. Sacramento Kings receive OG and Anubi, the Pacers receive um, Davion Mitchell and Thaddeus Young. And Toronto uh, receives uh, Miles Turner. And they also receive Harrison Barnes. So they get Harrison Barnes and Miles Turner basically trading away OG. Pacers get a young point guard. And then they can have uh, Davion Mitchell, Tyrese Halliburton, and Chris Duarte in the starting lineup with um, Benedict Maturin. Uh I think for the um, Toronto Raptors, Turner is a great player for them. And now they have um, Turner, Siakam, and Scotty Barnes. And they get uh, Harrison Barnes as well, who can be a great uh, mentor for Scotty Barnes because they're both power forward, small forward guys. So I like that move. I think it's a pretty good one, and it's not a bad situation. Next up is the San Antonio Spurs. This is a trade for them. So the Spurs are acquiring Jared Vanderbilt, and the Utah Jazz are acquiring Zach Collins and the better of the Charlotte Hornets, Boston Celtics first-round picks in 2023 that the Spurs own. So the Spurs are basically trading away the Charlotte pick. If it conveys, if it doesn't, then it just becomes the Boston pick, because Boston's pick's probably going to be 25 through 30, whereas Charlotte's could be a lot higher. So... Utah would do this because Zach Collins is not the worst player in the world, but it's more for the draft pick. And Vanderbilt um, is a good player, and I think the Spurs could use him. The next trade I have on the board is one of my favorites on this whole list, and this is Toronto. So Toronto is going to trade for Miles Turner. The Pacers are going to get Thaddeus Young and a Toronto first-round pick and two seconds from the Celtics, and the Celtics are going to get Karim Birch. 
So the Celtics basically fill their backup center spot with Karen Birch. And then Toronto gets um, Miles Turner, which they have OG, they got Siakam, they have Miles Turner, they got Scotty Barnes. They'll have to figure out how the lineups work, but now they have, if they want to go with him as a starting center, he can be their starting center. Um, the Pacers do this solely for the draft pick, and Turner doesn't fit their plans anyways, so... You know, Thaddeus Young is a power forward and better fitting with this team, but he's also someone who doesn't really, you know, need to play a lot of minutes. He can just be a backup or get bought out or something. I don't know. But it's more for the first-round pick. I think that's fair value for Miles Turner, a first and two seconds, and Thaddeus Young. Um, Toronto, we'll see what happens, but it's not a bad move. Next on the board is the Utah Jazz, and you might be thinking, oh, it's going to be a Donovan Mitchell trade. No, it is Mike Conley and Bogdan Bogdanovich to the Lakers for Westbrook and two first-round picks. Now, this is as good of a trade as I can get, and I like this trade a lot because Utah gets draft picks, whereas the Lakers get um, some great players with Conley and Bogdanovich, and I think Utah would do this in a heartbeat because they get two first-round picks, and they get rid of an expiring contract in Bogdanovich, and Mike Conley is older, so that's a pretty good trade. Um, I think they would do that. And then the final trade on our board is Davion Mitchell going to the Washington Wizards. It's a Wizards trade, and the Kings will be receiving Corey Kisbert in a protected first-round pick from Washington. So this is top 15 protected, it's lottery protected, and if it does not convey, it becomes two second-round picks. Um, and I think Kisbert could be a great wing with the Kings, and because they have so many great players, they have uh, De'Aaron Fox, they have no real use for Mitchell. I think because Mitchell um, can be the starting point guard in Washington, that'll help them a lot more. I think it's a good deal for both sides. I think both probably would accept um, at the end of the day.